Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Hawkman number 16, cover date October-November 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Murphy Anderson, edited by Julia Schwartz, featuring Lord of the Flying Gorillas, written by Gardner Fox, art by Murphy Anderson. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Once I believed that when love came to me, me, it would come with rockets, bells, and poetry. Poetry. But with me and you, it just started quietly and grew. And believe it or not, now there's something. Hawkman and Hawkgirl encounter six wing wars from Elorel flying over Australia, brought through a dimensional warp by the machinations of Ruthval, high priest of a lost earth city called Quaranda. He means to sacrifice them to his god Invalos in order to usurp the rule of his queen, Tirana Thais Tal. Thais Tal manages to prevent this, but cannot prevent Hawkman from disappearing, and he winds up on Elorel in time to save his friends Dwyana, Rawl, and Ambar from the Mothmen, slavers of their race from an ancient time, thought extinct until, you know what, just keep listening. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. I'm flying. Look at me way up high. Suddenly, here am I. I'm flying. I'm flying. I can soar, I can weave, and what's more, I'm not even trying. High up and as light as I can be. I must be a sight to love me to see. Oh, hi. Hello. How have you been? Oh, very well. I haven't seen you at this table for a no, while, have I? before Christmas. My goodness. Hello, fan. Hi, listener. <laughs> listener. Listener, we're taking the listener poll, our very first. Oh, we are? Yes. Okay. Um, you can choose between dog nail clicking on the floor <laughs> noises <laughs> or <laughs> cat playing noises. You must choose one. <laughs> you can n- not choose neither. Unless we record at the 45 minutes when all three animals are asleep at the same time. (laughs) Which would mean you would have to quit your job and come home. Because it's it's not the same 45 minutes every day. Oh, it isn't? No. Okay. So you would just have to be available to... For me to call you for you to come home from work. Okay. What's well, he doing now? Eating uh, an electric cord? Well, I, I'm trying to, to lean over to see what it is that he's batting with his paw. I can't find it. I don't see what it is. As you recall, listener, we have a new cat in yes. the house. 
Uh, we were nervous that the cat would be eaten by the dogs, but everything's just fine. Everyone's getting along splendidly. Yes, well, that is a testament to our very careful patience in in introducing we did a them. Slow introduction. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, if you have a similar situation in your house, just go to YouTube. There's all kinds of advice. And so we followed the advice, and it was good advice indeed. And everyone is happy. As a matter of fact, the the cat and the dogs play. Well, what but, the butler does. Yes. Yes, which we're so surprised. Junebug doesn't because she's fat and lazy like her daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have laughed at that. Uh, what else is new? You've uh, got a car in the shop? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, let's see. Well, we, yes, yeah, so we haven't been back up here since, uh, together since Christmas. Like, no, in the room. We've been together. Obviously. It's not recording. Yeah, Don't I'm sorry. Panic. Mentally, I'm sitting here sort of like, what's going on? So, uh, well, you know, of course, we have the new year. Yes. Started back at work. Yes. The semester has resumed. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I, um, yeah, the only other big sort of thing is that my car is in the shop. It On Saturday, I was heading to an event at school and it. Literally died as I was driving by the place where I get my car repaired, and I just used my strength to to pull it in because the, the whole engine went off and and everything, and power steering went out, and I and I slid it into a parking space and turned it off. Well, it was already off. I guess I just retracted the keys and wrote an uh, envelope. Uh, information on the envelope and put it into the slot in the door and walked away. Terrific, terrific. Yeah. So I have no idea. This car is 16 years old and has a quarter of a million miles on it, and I was hoping to get two more years out of it. I have no idea what sort of repair we're looking at, but it's one of those things where you and I are both going, hmm, is it time to buy another car? Yeah. It reminds me of the time that I went to pick up my car from the mechanic, and he said, I don't even know how your alternator is holding together. (laughs) Uh, The repair was not for the alternator. That I was picking the car. You're kidding. No. I don't remember that. I didn't either, but it was on my time hop. That oh, you're kidding. That holds all my oh, memories. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, plus, I'm in a fight with my sister. What's about? What's about what the is Fortress it about? of Solitude. Oh, my God. Yes. She uh, was watching Superman 2 when Superman uh, has fancy dinner for Lois at the Fortress. And she's questioning why, where did he get the champagne? Like, is there a 7-Eleven? Because she didn't see... A uh, fridge in the fortress. First of all, you don't need a fridge because it's the Arctic. Yeah, hello. Second of all, it literally shows him flying all over the world to get that bird flower, whatever he got. Uh-huh. I assume he just stopped on the way in Paris to get some champagne. Okay. Or else he had it just sitting in the ice of the fortress. Yeah. Well, she just wouldn't let it go, so I had to send her a schematic of the Fortress of Solitude. And sure. I said, just because you don't see it on screen... Probably all the food stuff and dishes and girl stuff is in Supergirl's separate apartment, which she maintains there at the fortress. Well, not to mention, there's probably got to be some way of getting rid of solid waste. Uh, abs- well, there is. Like, he probably just probably just flushes it right into the ocean. No, there's like a lava pit, which uh, oh. provides power to the fortress. Oh, okay. Anyway, I sent her this schematic, and then she had to make fun of the robot storage closet. And I had to explain how Superman has a whole fleet of robots to fill in when he's She couldn't space. believe it. Right. No. No. She doesn't She doesn't get it, Rob. No. Sadly, no. I'm trying to think of some other interesting news Well, we went to, to share. Florida. We had to drive for two days instead of fly for one day because we were leaving for the airport and the power went out. Right, and it was 15, 15 degrees. 15 degrees. That's, That's Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit for our listener who's in Europe. Um, and um, 
which is quite cold. And cold. and our power went out, and then we, of course, reported it on our cell phones, and then it said that anticipated that the power would be turned on about 14 or 16 hours later. Yeah. And we were like, we can't leave our no. house with the dogs here and the, and the dogs that are coming later on this afternoon. Yeah. And we have a septic system, so if we don't have power, we we don't have water. Toilet. Yeah, we don't have water. So it was um, a nightmare. You know what? It was a nightmare. Talk about a time when you could use a fleet of robots to fill in for you. Well, we could have used Superman to take us down to Florida for that because we had to cancel our flight and then we had to drive to Florida, which took us two days. And the traffic was terrible. A nightmare. All the airlines are screwed up, so everybody was, was driving. driving. It was just the worst. So, uh, you know, we we're glad uh, we had a nice time in Florida. Yes. And saw a couple uh, friends uh, and uh, lovely, lovely meals. Yes. And, uh, and got back and went right back to or didn't we? We yeah. sure did. Yeah, and let me see. Oh, and I got some. Um, I went to see a specialist this morning on oh, post surgery for my foot, nice. and I had. And the only reason I'm mentioning here on the podcast is because I didn't get any sort of really, really awesome news. Basically, it was like, yes, you're 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 six or seven months out from the surgery, and yes, you do have uh, some pain reduction, but it will never go away, and you're getting old, and here, and it's arthritis, and hello, and so I. Uh, consoled myself with a French toast platter from the local diner, and that made all the difference in the world. And it made me feel just brilliant. And I came home and did some housework and took a fantastic nap, and we are back and ready for the new year. I feel like I helped console you by also consuming a French toast platter from the diner. Well, to be fair, yes. as soon as I got this news and I was heading out of the doctor's office, I'm like, I'm going to get myself some breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then I sent you a text and I say, what do you want? And you're like, French, French toast. toast. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Well. So there we go, listener. Um, you know what would help your foot? Oh, what would help my foot? Being able to had, fly. Being able to fly if you had wings like hey, Hawkman or this gorilla. May I ask you a, a, a question that I know, listener, I know I'm sorry for asking this question. Yes. Hawkman and Hawk girl, Hawkwoman, Hawk, Hawk girl. Well. I would say hawk woman, woman yeah. yeah. Okay, so Hawkman girl, and hawk woman. Girl, girl. Girl. Um, their wings. Yeah. Is that actually part of something they put on? Or yes. Uh, so it's not actually, they're not actually it's biologically not attached of, no, to them. No, it is a okay. some kind of cybernetic construct, which they control with their helmets. And of course, their belts are made of metal, and that's how they have anti-gravity. And then the wings. Understood that. Understood that okay. completely. Cool. Now, these gorillas, I don't know what their story is. These mm. flying gorillas. I believe this is the first time we have had the word go-go on a cover. Oh, God, no. We probably had that issue of Scooter and... A splash page, for sure. But yeah. I don't know that a cover up to this point has said go-go. In this context, it is a go-go gorilla with a big beat. Takes on Hawkman and his swinging mace. Which is so strange because that go-go slang... Does yeah. not appear anywhere in this issue. No. Yeah. Uh, as you know, covers with gorillas on them sold better than any other covers. No. During this yeah. Really? Mm hmm. So that probably explains why they brought back this flying gorillas who previously appeared in issue six of Hawkman magazine. Okay. Which was not go go checked. That's why we've never seen it. Okay. I did read it just uh, to get caught up on the story, and the biggest news from that issue was the letter page because 
apparently artist Murphy Anderson had recently redesigned Hawkman's boots. Oh. Uh, they originally were just kind of like loose little leg warmer kind of things. The soggy, sop, no, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, archer's boots. Mm, sort of like um, just with kind floppy of like, over, like like, yeah. the, like the medieval kind of archer's no, boots. No, just like socks. Just like, like scrunchy little down, scrunched down by their ankles. Oh, okay. Uh, but Murphy Anderson made them more uh, traditional superhero boots, and the letter writers were upset. At the sleekness of the boots? Yes. Oh, what a strange thing to be upset about. Well, it took away the Hawkman's unique boot design. Okay. okay. I don't know. People had to have something to be outraged about. How does he stay warm? Now. Huh? How does he stay warm? He's got hardly any clothes. Oh, well, they have. Hawkman and Hawkgirl have special... Um, coating on their skin so they could even survive in outer space for a brief period of time. You're kidding. No. My goodness gracious. They are uh, police persons from another planet, you know. Yes, of course. You wouldn't know it from this issue because they're uh, not doing anything in space. Mm -mm. Which is a fundamental problem I have with the Silver Age Hawkman. All the other Silver Age heroes, Flash... Sorry. What's going on over there? Well, Kitty's up in my lap, and I just want to get sit it for the table so I can actually put him in my lap. I see. Okay, there we go. Uh, if you'd allow me to buy new chairs, we could. Be... You need to stop it now, Mister. Uh, the Silver Age, Flash, Green Lantern, the Atom—they were all updated with new powers and new visual design, and Hawkman just is almost exactly the same as he was in the Golden Age. He has no powers. I mean, other than his special... Um, right, and he's kind of strong. He's a big yeah. guy, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, they just took the same visual design and essentially the same secret identities mm -hmm. and just instead said they were from space instead of being earthbound, which worked better in the Golden Age, I think, because they were all sorts of mysticism. They were reincarnated and they were... From Ra... From, from uh, ancient no. Egypt. Uh, Egypt, yes. 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 And... Uh, this kind of story worked very well in that golden age. Mm -hmm. But now you just, it just muddies the waters. Okay. Having them be from space, but also they're going to these fantastic lands where, and also, by the way, they're archaeologists and also interstellar police people. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. You are. Uh, there's a lot in this issue, listener. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of a talking lot about of words other worlds and names. And names and, and, yeah, then that's okay. I'm so glad that um, that we're launching into the new year with this issue of Hawkman because I will no no spoiler. It does not disappoint me. There was only one way, Rob, mm -hmm. that Ruth Vol, high priest of the hidden city of Quaranda, could gain the unlimited power he sought: offer to the city's invisible god the most valuable sacrifice imaginable. Thus, when a winged human chanced to fly overhead, Ruth Vol saw his golden opportunity and took it by dispatching his ruthless hunters to capture and bring back his living sacrifice, Hawkman, Lord, Lord of, of the, the Flying, flying Gorillas. Now, this is a fantastic splash page with Hawkman smashing his mace across a flying gorilla's head. Yes. For sure. Here we go. Are you ready? I am so ready. High above the dead heartland, a barren region in central Australia, we call it the outback nowadays, mm -hmm. a winged man and a winged woman ride the wind currents. Pee! 
我在。That's a cry from the distance.、Mm-hmm. Great Polaris, what's that? Scarcely have the echoes of the chilling, shrilling, shrilling what? Chilling, shrilling scream faded than they spot flying gorillas, just like we fought on Illaurel in Hawkman Number Six, the world where evolution ran wild. Illaurel, Illaurel, Illaurel. Okay, remember that. Yes.、Uh, There are two flying gorillas. Each of the winged wonders take one. Hot girl beans one with a staff, which、mm-hmm. uh, appears out of nowhere. Oh no! I guess it is on strapped to her back in that first panel. It's an English quarter strap. An English quarter staff, as you recall, listener.、Uh, Hawkman and Hot Girl, in their secret Earth identities, are curators of the Midway Museum, from which they purloin. Ancient weaponry <laughs> from the displays、yeah. to use in their fight against crime. That doesn't seem very、uh, like it would be allowed.、Uh, Why? What's happening outside the window that you have your mouth agape? What the hell? What? I can't see anything. What is it? Dodson Septic. What? Right? Is that the same company? Are they coming to her driveway or ours? Her driveway. Oh, we have a new neighbor listener、mm-hmm. who's just moved in, and she was going to have her septic tank pumped. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we were going to join in and have ours pumped as well, since he was here. We're right next door. I'm sorry, I lied. You can have both the cat, the dog noises. <laughs> Well, anyway,、uh, we've lived in the house for nearly five years,、yes. four and a half years, and you should have your septic system pumped every five years. Anyway, our septic tanks are down the hill, and so it was the ground was too muddy for him to get down there last week when he was here. But he did check out her septic tank,、mm-hmm. and apparently, it's never been emptied. The previous neighbors lived there for twenty years and never emptied the septic tank. It's full. Oh, can you、Chalk、imagine? Full. She doesn't dare use it. Oh, poor thing. I mean, I don't know if she. Abuses her septic system the way we do. <laughs> I wouldn't risk it. No way. Anyway, talking about septic systems,、mm. here's a flying gorilla, <laughs> which Hawkman pummels his right into the ground with his mighty feet. Yes.、Um, of course, he's using his gravity controls too. Yes. Yes.、Uh, now, it's that's fine for those two, but here comes about four or six more. Mm. Hot girl doesn't know what they've stumbled into. Mm, mm, mm. Looks like it was a bad choice for us to try to fly back to Midway City under our own power rather than jet plane back in our civilian identities. Yes, you're. They're flying from Australia to to Midway City, presumably Michigan or someplace like that. In in what in one day. Uh, won't they be exhausted? I mean, just staying awake.、So. I mean, I know that the wings are not actually, you know, part of their bodies. But my God,、right. but that's a long flight. Unless they're like working their honeymoon into it or something. But there's not much land between. I mean, they'd have I, to go like from the Philippines to. They'd have to hop、Hawaii. on the islands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, they have a spaceship in orbit around Earth, which they could teleport up to. Teleport? Yes. In this in in Or, this period. Oh, maybe they'd fly up to it. Anyway, it's a spaceship. They don't have to fly commercial or under their own power. They have a、oh, spaceship. Wow, that's a pretty deep cut, there, Bob. Well, I know listener will appreciate my Hawkman knowledge. Okay, we get a little、uh, recap here of Hawkman and Hawkgirl, who are police officers of the planet Thanagar, 
visiting Earth to study its police methods in their assumed Earth identities. They are Carter and Shiera Hall, the curators of the Midway City Museum. Oh, no, sorry. Curator of the Midway City Museum and his wife. She's not uh, a curator of the museum. Well, here comes our neighbor. What is she doing? She's driving up. Does she have the blue car? Yes. She's driving up. The- oh, they must have called ahead for Maybe her Maybe we'll get them. a text or something. I can't wait. Mm. Uh, now, this guerrilla gang surrounds Hawk Girl and Hawkman. And on the ground, we see a gloating gentleman in some kind of vaguely Middle Eastern garb. Australia. Which doesn't really square with Australia. Yeah, it's famously he, not in the Middle East. And famously very ugly, this man. Yes. I'm such a famously that's silly, but uh, he's, he's he's not attractive. My Someone beat him mother, up hard with an ugly stick. Yes, my mother had an Uncle Harv. Mm-hmm. And she always said, he looked like a monkey. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. And... Uh, <laughs> When I discovered a box of historic photographs of the family, I'll be danged if he didn't look like a monkey. You're kidding. Just like, no. Oh, I just had a text exchange with you and your sisters yesterday, and I said, if you could have one day back with your mother, what would you do? And we just said, well, we'd just take her out for dinner and get her drunk and ask about all her stories, because her stories were hilarious. They right? were, but... Uh, uh, my comment was as if you would have any choice about it. What you would be doing is sitting in your chair watching NCIS or Grey's Anatomy. Uh, why do you believe that show's still on? There's so many shows. Uh, this is Ruth Fall Patrex of the lost city of Quaranda, who's controlling these flying apes. Apparently he found them in a cave yeah. some months before. They're lounging. And uh, he's trained them. He's bribed them with food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wants them to help him overthrow the Tirana of Quaranda. These are uh, honorifics. Tirana is the She's queen, queen of yeah. Quaranda. He is uh, the Patrex, or the high priest mm-hmm. of Quaranda. Uh, it's always religion. Wants to take over the government, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then he's going to make himself the Tiran. That means well, unless you count England, where where the actual government t- took over the church. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Uh, many times since he became Patrex, Ruth Fall has stood before its high altar asking questions for which he had no answers. Mm. Uh, the altar to the invisible God, which legend says came to this altar for the sacrifices of our forefathers. But in my lifetime and that of my father and grandfather, such a being has never appeared. And then, shortly before the coming of the winged gorillas, Ruth Vole chanced upon a cache of forgotten scrolls beneath the temple. No wonder the god has never appeared. This ancient crumbling scroll reveals the only way to summon the invisible god Involos. Driven by mad ambition, the Patrex patiently trained the winged gorillas, learning that his task was eased when he fed them the leaves of the Mali bush. Something in the leaves must deaden their brains, permitting mine to assume control over them. Yet before I risk everything on a power struggle with Tirana Thais Tal, I must make certain my pets will obey me. The telltale proof he sees is dropped at his yes, feet. That was the test. If the gorillas would capture Hogman and Hawk Girl and bring them to his temple so just to be clear for folks just in case you got lost in that narrative yeah um, uh, that get used to it yeah yeah so we are on earth we're in australia this guy is uh like a high priest 
these he found these creatures, these mm-hmm. winged gorillas. Yep. He uh, fed them, and now he's using mind controlling uh, vegetation to control them into doing his will. And if he knows that he can control them, then he will somehow return to the world he came from. Or no, no, no. He, he will. No, he will be able to take over the city. The city. Okay, the city. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, now he's... I'm getting ahead of myself when I say right, return right, to the right, world. Right, right, yeah, right. Okay. He takes Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Uh, to the Tirana uh, to explain that it's time for us to return to the ways of our ancestors. We must sacrifice Hawkman and Hawk Girl to Invalos, the invisible god. Right. To make Quaranda what it once was, the chosen land of yore. Mm. Uh, now, she immediately sees that he's trying to usurp her throne. Oh, yeah, because she's clever and keen. Yep. She knows exactly what's going on. Uh, and he says uh you're get out of here he <laughs> says you rule because i allow you to right. rule Tystal. but enough of this haggling i grant you the life of the woman but the man must be turned over to the invisible god yeah so he's going he said fine you can have the hawk woman or hawk girl yeah. but i'm putting him on the altar so he gets hawkman on the altar the moonlight comes through the roof and behold Hawkman fades away. Yes, he's transported. Trans. Well, we don't know that. He just is fading into nothing. Oh, he could be sacrificed. Therefore, the god, the god could be eating him. Who knows? Right, right. Yeah, you're right. So Tirana uh, is just beside herself. She never believed in the invisible god, but it looks like it's true. And mm-hmm. now Ruth Fall is more powerful than I am. Mm, mm, mm. Now, we know that Hawkman's not really dead. No, of course not. That would make for a short story, wouldn't it? He has de- indeed been transported to what seems to be an alien land. Yes. He takes to the skies for a little reconnaissance, and he hears someone calling his name. Hawkman, help us. Hawkman! There's lots of ends. Well, look, it's Dwyana Rall and Ambar, her husband. Of course, I'm in their land of Illaurel. Uh, Dwyana Rall. I said earlier, remember Illaurel? Yes. We're back into, so he's been transported, it appears, to another land. Uh, Dwyana Rall and Ambar, I happen to know, uh, she is a scientist of Illaurel, and Ambar is her husband. Okay. And they have lovely little fairy wings. Mm. They can fly, too. They're being attacked by mothmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hawkman just jumps right in to defend his old pals. With a mace. With a mace. Uh, and also the classic trick of slamming the villains' heads together. I would not want to encounter... Hawkman as an enemy. No, he's fierce, isn't he? He is. So, Dwyana and Ambar. God, I can't believe I've even remembered anything from one page to the next. Thank God you did, because there were a lot of flashbacks and forwards and all sorts of things in this, and I I, I did my best to stay awake. Uh, I actually did fall asleep while reading this yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh... Oh, there's the sisters, the Baldwin sisters. Oh. Yeah. They're new uh, features of our neighborhood. They don't live in our neighborhood, but they walk through it. They're both wearing headlamps. How funny. It's not that late. Listen, these girls uh, get angry at me if they encounter me walking down the street without a hat on, if it's below 50 degrees. I think they're fantastic. We both enjoy talking to these ladies. They are delightful. One of them is named 
Trixie? No, no. What's her name? It's a funny name. Lindy. Lindy. And I don't remember the name of the other sister. I don't either. I think it's Karen or Mabel or something. Something, but I, yeah, exactly. And I, and I, of course, you could remember Lindy because it's such an unusual name. I said yes. Trixie at first, but but I've since started calling them the Baldwin sisters from um, the, the, the Waltons. Well, you know, sometimes they, that new dog down the street, they just get it out of the yard as they're <gasps> walking by and walk it down the street. They do not. And then one day uh, they were walking and the one of them had their, her phone playing music and she's just dancing down the street oh they're so much fun they really are one of them is a retired professor of what the one a retired 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 professor that's oh, not what i thought you said oh i'm so sorry retired yeah. yes. professor yes okay well they're done what i think do you hear it i the do noise? how do you get down the hill well i guess they're not done i don't know well gosh i wish they'd contacted us to see if we wanted well that's not the same company that was here last Doesn't week matter. last week it was like jimmy's septic mm. or something this is a much more professional organization okay. anyway turns out uh dwyana oh i forgot yes dwyana mm-hmm. and ambar mm-hmm. uh apparently were ancient israelites who were enslaved in egypt because that's the story we're getting now <gasps> thank you in those ancient days, the Mothmen and our race lived far apart, though we were often at war, being hereditary enemies, of course. But there came a great famine upon the lands of the winged humans. Food plants shriveled. Our herds died out. We had to leave and go to the fertile land of the Mothmen. The Mothmen had food, but they would share it with the winged men only on one condition, that they serve as slaves. For seven years, they were oppressed to the point of intolerance. For several years, they toiled as slaves. Uh, it says it both says both seven and several. Um, then a great leader rose amongst us. I read this and I was looking at the great leader. I was like, oh, this is a, this is the Moses in Egypt, uh-huh. an Israelites legend. The f- uh, not legend, forgive me, but you know. Yes. yes. The famine in our land is over. We must flee the Bothmen or be destroyed as a people. So. The people fled from the land of bondage. They flew fast and far, but the ruler of the Mothmen summoned all his race after us. They were overtaking us, will be dragged back to be their slaves. But Moses, I mean, <laughs> the great, the great leader, leader has some kind of a magic staff, staff which he secretly fashioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, he commands, they're flying over the ocean. He commands. Called the Coralian Sea. Yes. Or, or Coralian Sea, I guess, you know. Oh, is Coralian any kind of word meaning red? If it is, that's this is going to be more clever than even I imagined. Ah, uh, you look up the word Coralian. The internet's not being very helpful. Uh, Coralian can mean slang for someone who is part Korean and part Italian. Oh my God! I don't think that's what we're going for. No. Yes, I think if we're looking at. Uh, Coral as the base word. Yeah, that would make sense. Yes. Oh, this Gardner Fox is a clever fellow, isn't Isn't he? he? Uh, So, Moses, uh, say it like Ann Baxter. Moses. Oh, Moses. He commands the sea to rise in a mighty water spout, which drags the mothmen down into the sea. Where they're never heard from ever again. Ever since that long ago day, we believed the Mothmen to have been wiped out of existence, but now suddenly our ancient foes have risen to life again. Somehow they were protected, kept alive this time in a form of suspended animation. That's a huge supposition. Yeah. Um, perhaps in some form of some submarine cavern. What an odd coincidence that both you and the Mothmen should have appeared in a laurel together, Hawkman. Too much of a coincidence, he says, to suit me. I think my appearance in the rebirth of the Mothman tie-ins together somehow. You think? Mm. Soon, 
the Aerioles and his friends drop downward toward the mountain city of the Winged Men, where Hawkman's going to borrow a radiation detector to test the space warp site where he appeared this time in a laurel. Uh, there's lots of scientific hullabaloo here. Right. I, I have to make this uh, observation. Yes. Hawkman is reclining on an air mattress. It's, I say it like that because it's in quotes. Right. And it's basically a bunch of air jets. Jets of air shooting, shooting up, up at his back. And I thought, okay, now wait a second. How is this relaxing? See right. how he's how he's on this this air, these air jets? I mean, that's, that's got to be some incredibly loud, forceful air forceful to keep air. a human being of his size and stature suspended. Now, I mean, if it was... Uh, Warm air that might be might be better, but, but yeah, no, 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 I I call bullshit on that. Um, you however, you, you do see now that Hawkman has removed his wing apparatus and yes. he's entirely shirtless. Well, he's of course kept his helmet on for some well, right, reason, right? He doesn't want to lose his secret identity even in a different dimension. Hmm. Who knows who's watching? Mm-hmm. They probably have a lexophone, a lexophone everywhere. Um, I do like this nice detail that the people who cannot remove their wings have to lie on their stomachs mm. to eat while Hawkman can lie on his back. Well, uh, in the panel a long time ago, the gorilla people mm-hmm. were lying both on their stomachs and backs. Oh, well, they had that. they had mighty wings. These are little delicate fairy wings oh, yes. these people have. Well, they could fold them up. They don't always have to be extended, right? Well, I don't know. You'll have to ask Dwyana and Ambar about that. Oh, okay. So the radiation detectors in hand, they head out to where Hawkman had appeared and discover that it's a natural a natural radiation warp, as distinguished from the one through which Hoggirl and I originally entered Illoral. This one has always existed. When we close the other warps, this one remained unaffected. Right. I was reading this and I was just going, oh, I, I know this is important. How? What? Uh, what? What? It was through one of the warps caused by the mutagen control machine that the flying gorillas were snatched from the laurel onto Earth. Only through this natural warp can the winged gorillas be returned to you. Evidently, the ancient inhabitants of Quaranda found this natural space warp, learned how to open it by moonlight, and dispatch offerings to an invisible god. They never realized those offerings were warp shifted into Elorol. For the moment, though, I can't understand how this latest use of the natural space warp revived the Mothmen from their long sleep. <laughs> I know. Oh, brother. My goodness. Uh, now, Hawkman's going to show these winged humans how to build a very special weapon to defeat the Mothmen. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get word that the Mothmen are on their way. Yes. There are as many as the flowers in the fields of summertime. Mm. What do you think this secret weapon is? <laughs> Candles. <laughs> Giant flames towers uh-huh. which have been erected around the walls of the city and as the mothmen attack hawkman fires up the flames uh which beckon the mothmen <laughs> to their death to their death i mean it doesn't show them 
it doesn't show them flying into flames, but everything... Well, it does show them flying toward the toward flames. It, and they are saying, we are being drawn toward the light. We cannot escape the flames. So one is to assume that not only are they being attacked by Hawkman and the other uh, Elorel, the winged creed people, uh, but they're also probably... Elorians, Elori, yes. Elorians, um, but they're also probably flying right into the flames. Yes. Yeah. So they're flying into flames. Also, Hawkman and the Elorians are attacking them with fists and ancient weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hawkman gambled that the Mothmen would have the same characteristic traits as the Moths of Earth. It's a safe bet. Yes. And down they go. Yeah. Uh, moths... Of course, as everyone knows, use the sun as a beacon when they fly, and when a local light source like a candle or electric light bulb is substituted, the flight senses of the moths go haywire. Yeah. They tumble down toward the local light source in an erratic, spiraling flight. Should I tell the story about um, the Luna Moth and how it was forced to sleep outside all night? Uh, sure. It's not... I, well, you'll find a way to make it funny, shall you? Mm-hmm. So I had this stepfather when I was growing up for a while that, that was not a nice man. Right. And uh, I was living in Florida. And, of course, Florida, if you live in Florida and you grew up in Florida uh, and you have floodlights on at night, every creature that could kill you um, will be drawn to it. Uh, and there are always snakes and reptiles and horrible things in Florida. We lived out in, the, in a wooded area, um, very wooded, thickly wooded. So one night there is this giant green moth, giant, I mean, to my childlike eyes i was not a, i was a preteen i was probably maybe 10 maybe mm-hmm. 9 or 10 um like the lunesta moth exactly and it was and i was generally fascinated with with uh creatures you know all sorts of insects and whatnot i wasn't generally afraid but i was terrified and i was standing at, at the window the glass door looking at it flopping around and i said what is that and my stepfather says it's a luna moth and i said oh i said it's so scary and he says well you should go try to catch it I said, no, I, I can't. It's, it's too big. And he said, it's a moth. I want you to catch it. I was like, no. And so he gave me a jar and he pushed me outside and he locked the door and he said, you may come in when you capture this moth. And, and this is at night, of course, and and this is in the summer, mm-hmm. right? So I tr- tried that. I was terrified and I just couldn't do it. So I just, so they turned out the well my stepdad turned the lights out on me and made me sleep outside that night of course i didn't have a blanket or a pillow or anything i just slept in our hammock in the backyard and when i woke up i was covered from head to toe in mosquito bites true i'm really trying to find a laugh line in there somewhere well i didn't learn a lesson except to be um (laughs) you know just to hold my own and be i mean you know me i'm like if i've got my mind made up to do something i do it and my mind was i was not about to capture this horrible luna moth right well now i would of course but yes but i wouldn't that night yeah (sighs) what about hawkman well, if, he well he's got the these... sense. To, he's got sense enough not to be drawn to those flames, right? But he can't use these giant candles back on Earth to capture the winged gorillas. Gorillas aren't attracted to flame. No, they're trying. Maybe he has some. Maybe he can do giant banana torches. What? <laughs> <laughs> giant torches with bananas, <gasps> like bananas Foster that we had on on New Year's oh, Eve. My yes. God, tableside bananas Foster, right there in his own. Oh, home. we just had this fantastic meal, and some uh, friends of our friends had us over, and they made this fantastic meal, and they ended it by making us bananas Foster at the table, and was it the best? It sure oh, was. Oh my God. 
It's a gay couple, of course. That's the only place you're going to get tableside bananas foster. Cooked on a little gas burner at the table. Now, Hawkman does have a weapon in mind. The mutagen's control machine, which was previously seen in issue number six. Uh... Of course, Dwayana says, by activating the flying gorilla's mutagens, which govern the evolutionary process, you can change them back into winged men as you did for us when evolution ran wild here in Elorel. See, previously, issue six. Yes, you had your hand up. Um, I don't know where you are. I'm on page... Uh, 16? Is, yes. Thank you. Uh, okay, I'm caught up now. Now, if Hawkman can evolve the gorillas back to their original forms, they will remove them from Ruth Vol's control. Well, that mutagen control machine looks like a projector. It looks like it has a little face, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it has a little little thing where, where you put the you put the film in, put the canister in. Yeah. You know? So, Hawkman heads back through the space warp, back to Earth, where he finds now Hawk Girl and... Thais Tall, the Tirana of Quaranda, are on the altar about to be uh, sacrificed. sacrificed to the invisible god. Well, now we know that's no big deal. It just would have brought him to a Laurel. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, I can't remember his. Oh, Ruthval. Ruthval. Orders the flying gorillas to attack and kill. Hawkman can't take time now to use the mutagen control machine. He's got no, to he's rescue got to drop Hawk Girl and Thais Tall. Right. Uh, so he grabs them up, gets them off of the altar. Here mm-hmm. come the gorillas, and now the machine is out of reach. So what's he going to do? He's got to rely on his fisticuffs. Right. It's a nice little battle sequence here. This drawing's excellent. He. This is art by Murphy Anderson, mm-hmm. yes. I have my criticisms of him in the past on specifically on this character, but it's working very well in this issue. I only have one criticism. I've been reserving my criticism for it for a while. Yes. Of it for a while, I should say. Go on. Hawkman's eyes are set too high in his helmet. Well, that's always been confusing to me. I think as originally designed this helmet by uh, Joe Kubert. Mm-hmm. The idea was that he was looking out from underneath, like it was more of a hood rather than a tight-fitting helmet, and so that the eyes were looking out from underneath the beak where the oh. shadow is. Okay. So, so his vision would be somewhat obscured. So, yes. I'm going to instead imagine that, although I have no proof of this whatsoever, nor do I really care um, to be right, but I'm going to imagine that his helmet has some sort of visual enhancement system where the eyes are set right below where the eyes are, and, and the giant eyes allow him to have something um, that is uh, greater yes. than his own human peripheral and, and direct vision. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Because uh, you are correct. It doesn't really work the way it's usually drawn. Nor does Hot Girls, Mm-mm. by the way, although Mm-mm. hers looks a little more... A little bit more on point because the eye the eyes are actually set at the midpoint of the head, yeah, which is strange. You don't think about that when you, unless you draw. Um, people don't realize that kids right. always draw the eyes on the upper third of the head when right. they draw. Yeah. So out comes the mace. He's got to fight his way through these gorillas to get back to the mutagens machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's getting the crap knocked out of him by he these sure gorillas. Is. Well, they're gorillas. Well, they're gorillas. He doesn't have. Well, now here's disproving my whole theory because you see him getting punched in the face, mm-hmm. and the 
eyes on the helmet are closed. They are they are closed and they are set at the appropriate level in his. No, actually, they're too they're, high. They are too high. Yeah. Huh. Well, I guess let's just assume that they are somehow enhancing his vision sure. and responsive to his natural movements. Uh, in a last-ditch effort to defeat the gorillas, he turns his anti-gravity belt on full power and knocks these two gorillas up into the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, continues with some jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Knee judo. Now he's in trouble because one gorilla's got his wrists and another one's got his ankles. Applause for this fantastic little sequence. This is fun. So Hawkman just starts, turns himself into a propeller and whips these gorilla fellas around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I think, uh, when I first saw this, I was like, what? And I thought, no, you know, the gorillas have wings, too. Yep. Go ahead. Just go with the story, Rob. He slams one of these gorillas into the mutagen's control machine, which instantly returns the gorilla's body z- to their natural state, which is that of the winged humans of the laurel, <laughs> the naked winged naked humans of the laurel, which are their their genitals are cover, uh, cleverly um, hidden by uh, by Hawkman's wings. By Hawkman's wings. Uh, they've evolved to their regular bodies, and now I can take care of Ruth Fall without interference. Mm-hmm. Ruth Fall, his eyes bulging with disbelief, making him look even more ugly. He bellows another order. Destroy Hawkman, attack, attack! Kriog! The weird cry rouses Hawk Girl from her trance-like sleep, and she finally gets to do something. Finally. All she knows, uh, she doesn't know Hawkman's alive. Mm-mm. All she sees is Ruthfall and realizes that he's the one that's responsible for Hawkman's disappearance. So she she springs into action and screams, Hawk push! <laughs> She doesn't. She just says, she she says that in her head. But that's what she does. It's yeah. a hawk push onto the altar so Ruth Fall disappears. Now, he would be going to Elorel. He would be. Also, she has no idea that this is not sending him to his death. Right. She's, yes. Well, Hawkman did reappear. Oh, she doesn't know Hawkman. No, she doesn't know. Oh, that's right. She Girl. doesn't know. I know. This Ooh. could be the first documented intentional murder oh, by a superhero. She's very upset. You can see from the bottom panel she's literally crying mayonnaise. Well, you <laughs> you know how girls are. She is sobbing tears out from underneath her helmet when she sees that Hawkman is indeed alive. She whirls herself into the strong arms that mean her happiness. She clings, quivering helplessly. <laughs> quivering? Come on, pull it together, Chiara. Uh... She's, she is, however, doing my favorite thing. What? Sob. 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 Yeah, I love that convention. Uh, Hawkman orders the now transformed winged humans to follow Ruthfall through the space warp over the altar. Ambar and Dwyana will tell you what happened, for beyond the warp is a laurel, your native world. And some clothing. And clothing, yes. <laughs> They're all naked. They're all naked. Oh, they are. It's more clever cover up mm-hmm. we don't even get a butt crack for heaven's sakes mm-hmm. that's all right we've gotten some great ab shots yes. of hawkman then after hawkman briefs hawk girl and tyranna thais tal of his adventures 
Thais Tal declares that the scroll revealing how to summon the invisible god will be destroyed. Never again shall any one of our people be taken away from us. Well, she really should just destroy that altar. She really, um, well, a lot of things should happen in these last three panels. Mm -hmm. None of them would be for Hawkman and Hawkgirl to vow, remember, they're archaeologists. Mm -hmm. They've just discovered a lost civilization in the outback of Australia, which is clearly not indigenous Australians because everyone's as white as silk. Yes, and the clothing and such and the architecture has nothing to do with people who are original to the native no 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 also to be clear it's nothing like native peoples i'm ad-libbing i do know that silk comes in other colors besides white i just couldn't think of anything on the fly Mm. uh white is rice rice Mm. also comes in other colors besides white (laughs) these people are white they're not indigenous these people are caucasian also uh they have built this city in such a way that it disappears from the air which is why it's remained hidden all these years possibly they're from another planet now that would make more sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever, wherever they're from, they're colonialists, and they've uh, just planted themselves down here. I know Hawkman and Hawkgirl are like, man, we yeah. just found this. Bye, and we're yeah. never gonna we're gonna forget it ever existed. Won't tell Secret anybody about it. We're not gonna tell anybody. Bye. Koranda <laughs> uh, will sink back into the oblivion out of which it briefly came. Mm. The end. Wow. Yeah. Well, we do know it's by a river. Yes. Which is good because they didn't appear, it appeared to be a desert city. Well, they even say there that it is a desert. Well, I mean. The heat of the sunlight on the desert (laughs) sands must create a mirage that hides Coranda from the air. To be more specific, I didn't see any panels with any vegetation whatsoever. So I was wondering how they actually like lived. Yeah. How they, do they create, what sort of agriculture do they have? How do they subsist? Uh, By raping the outback of Australia. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. It's not very well explained. No. Anyway, I am all for Hawkman and Hawk Girl just having these sorts of adventures of hidden lands. And it's like uh, Flash Gordon, isn't it? Well, as long as we don't have to constantly go back and forth to their origin or, you know, other places that they know, I guess it's okay. Uh, you know what? No, you're absolutely right. I did enjoy this very much. Yeah. You see, we can agree on things sometimes. Of course we can. Well, we're back in action. You we sure are. us back every week, mm-hmm. mostly from now on. Yeah. We've got how many more issues to go? At least 400. Quite a few. Got some uh, Got uh, some performances coming up, perhaps. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, concerts and whatnot. Yes, so. we'll let you know all about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your free podcast downloads from. And you can find us right back here next week. Indeed. Bye. Bye. That is getting better.